Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Thursday, December 19th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there ever has been. He's been my dentist the last 25 years. Does an amazing job on behalf of each of his patients. Make yourself one today. Call him, 317-849-2933. Also want to remind you, you can get the audio book of Oops, the ebook of Oops, or the hardcover of Oops, all there on Amazon.com. Oops, the art of learning from mistakes and adventures. I wrote it, and uh, I got to tell you, it was a little bit humbling to come up with 242 pages of mistakes and adventures that I learned from and that you can learn from too. Some of it was fun. Some of it, not so much fun. Maybe a lot will make you laugh, whatever. Enjoy it. Get it. The audiobook is almost seven hours. If you've got a half-hour commute, that's like what? That's seven days of entertainment in your car. That's what that is. Let's talk about sports. The Indiana Pacers are back in action tomorrow night against the Sacramento Kings. The Pacers have been a revelation. They're still sixth in the Eastern Conference, but they're only a little bit away from being in third place, second place. They got a chance to make some strides over the next three, four weeks toward getting there. This is a team through 28 games. They've won 19. Nobody thought that that was going to happen as well put together as this team was thought to be. Nobody thought it was going to come together with this kind of speed. A lot of guys are due credit for that. Victor Oladipo being one of them. He's been out with an injury, tore his quad tendon last year, but he's still incredibly supportive of the guys on the floor as he works his way back from that injury. We saw him at practice today. He's getting closer and closer and closer. Doesn't look exactly like he used to look, but he's gaining strength. He's gaining mobility. He's gaining speed, and that's the point of the rehab. I don't think it's going to be a whole lot longer before we see him out on the floor, and I got to tell you, I think he's shooting better than he shot maybe ever. He looks really good shooting the basketball right now, Victor Oladipo does. One of the guys who I think is just fascinating on this team is Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday, first-round draft pick out of UCLA last year. 
I'm not going to say it was a lost year, but there was he was forcing the action offensively a lot. And so what happened this year? They kind of recruit over the top of him a little bit with T.J. McConnell. And so people wondered, hey, who's going to play in the second unit at the point? Is it going to be Holiday? Is it going to be McConnell? And what happens when Oladipo comes back? Well, surprise, surprise, McConnell and Holiday actually play a lot together on the second unit. And both of those guys deserve a lot of credit for what the second unit has become. And that's one of the most dynamic second units in the NBA. And when... Uh, when Victor Oladipo comes back and Jeremy Lamb signs to the second unit, they're still going to be really dynamic. In fact, probably a little bit more so. So is that going to cut into anybody's minutes? Is it going to be McConnell who loses minutes? Is it going to be Holiday? With the second unit being one of the strengths of this team, I think they keep rolling. They just add Oladipo to the rotation. I don't think that anybody's going to be removed from it. And I think it's a shame if somebody was because that second unit has been straight up terrific throughout the first 28 games of this season. We spent some time with Aaron Holiday today. Hey, coming off that win against the Lakers, you guys have really hit a rhythm. The second unit especially, what's the key to you guys matching up really well with whoever you play against? Um, just our first unit to come out hard and set the pace for us and set the tone for us and then Second unit, just come out, try to play hard, and just run. Get out and run and play defense. You and McConnell, there was some talk before the season from idiots like me about which was going to get the run. Was it going to be you or was it going to get him? But you guys on the floor together, really, really good. What's the key to that chemistry? Um, just two guys who likes to push the pace a little bit, get out and run, and, and really play defense, uh, pick up, obviously, full court, and just try to just help our team win pretty much. As you're shooting, do you get in a rhythm or do you care about rhythm? Do, are, you, are you just shooting no matter what, it, given the situation? Just shooting, just trying to get my shots up uh, when I'm open and hopefully they go in. I mean, obviously my teammates do a good job of finding me in the right spot and when I open, I got to shoot it, so hopefully just fall for me. You guys seem to be in a, 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 a place where everybody's getting along. Not only that, but everybody is process-oriented and taking it a day at a time, a game at a time. How hard is that? I mean, teams have a tough time with that generally. Um, I don't think it's too hard. Uh, when you want to win and you're playing for something bigger, you just try to go out every game and play it, give it your all, and just try to win that game. And after that game, we focus on the next game. So. A game against the Lakers, do you guys get amped for that at a higher level than a game like tomorrow night against the Kings? Um, personally, I try not to. I try to just go out there and play the same way. Um, I feel like we've done a good job of that, just going out each game and trying to just play our best basketball no matter who's out there. And, and I think we're doing we're going to do a pretty good job of that the rest of the season. That's Aaron Holiday of the Pacers, and I got to tell you what the guy has really faced adversity quite nicely and in a very very classy manner this season, last season. This isn't the way he thought it was going to go. Right, life so often is not what we thought it was going to be, and it's how we respond to adversity rather than the adversity itself that's important in our lives. And I think that Aaron Holiday has handled this adversity at a really, really high level, and he's one of the reasons why the Indiana Pacers are 19-9 and to this point in the season. Again, they play the Kings tomorrow night at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, 7 o'clock the start time. Jeremy Lamb, he's going to be a game-time decision. 
tomorrow night. He's got an injury. He was able to go through practice today, but nothing was live in practice today. So that really doesn't give us a really good idea as to the disposition of Jeremy Lamb for last night. We heard from Nate McMillan today, and Nate McMillan is calling this a potential trap game against the Kings because it's sandwiched between games uh, for the Pacers against the Lakers and then against the Bucks, the two best teams record-wise in the NBA to this point. So you've got this game against the Kings, and he's saying if we don't take care of business, we're going to get our ass beat. This team seems like, despite the fact that it's really, really young, right? you've got Justin Holiday at the age of 30, who is the oldest guy in this team. You've got a bunch of guys in their 20s, including their leader, Malcolm Brogdon, and this seems like a team. We talked to uh, Aaron Holiday about this. They understand the process. They understand that they got to show up every night, and they're going to be graded based upon their level of play each and every night, no matter who the opponent is. I think they come out tomorrow night and they get the win. I don't think trap games really affect the way this team is kind of put together psychologically. Now, we'll see what happens tomorrow night, though, right? I want to spend some time talking about the Indiana University search for an athletic director to succeed Fred Glass. Fred Glass was really, really good. I know some people were a little bit tired of Fred and his golf cart and, you know, ask me for help or I'm here to help the buttons and all of that kind of stuff. There was some showmanship. The the flag, the biggest, like in college football history, the uh, the weight room was the biggest in college football for a time. They had a monitor, a replay monitor that was the, the scoreboard, the biggest in college football for a while. So uh, there was a lot of that, a lot of showmanship with Fred Glass. But I, I was never offended by it. I thought that Fred did a really good job with facilities. And the one thing I thought that he did a great job at was keeping the athletes safe and challenged and able to try to strive for their potential both in the classroom and on the field, on the diamond, wherever. they uh, On the court, certainly. Basketball hadn't been as good as anybody wants it to be, but Fred Glass, as a steward of that athletic department, I thought did a wonderful job. Now, you got to find the, the next guy or the next woman. You've got to find somebody to take that role, step into Fred's shoes, and continue to do the work that Fred was doing. So anyway, Indiana has tasked a committee of 14 to uh, accept that challenge. And, and so I, I became very irate yesterday when I heard about the 14-person kind of committee that was going to look at, at candidates because the more people you add to trying to solve a problem, the less likely the solution is to be correct. You, you don't throw people at problems. You let the guy in charge be accountable for making the decision, and through that accountability, the guy is going to do what's necessary to be able to find the right person, right? That's how you hire people. For God's sake, the more people you involve in hiring somebody, the less likely you are to get it right. You've got this 14-person committee. Uh, That's what I was upset about. Now, I'm a little bit more circumspect in day two following that announcement. I think that the committee is a sham. I think it is put in place to put a whole bunch of stakeholders together who now aren't going to be able to second-guess because they were part of the first guess. This is what's happening, I think, down at Indiana, is they're putting these people in a room, people who have either bought their way in with donations, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
That's fine. If you write big checks, you get big access. That's the American way of life. That's why people write big checks. So you've got four big-time donors who are part of the IU Foundation. You've got six administrators who've got uh, skin in the game, right, because they work at Indiana. And right now, they're a part of the administration, and in some cases, they're professors who work in different areas of the university. You've got three coaches. You've got uh, Todd Gagley, you've got the men's and women's swim coach, and you've got the women's basketball coach. They're a part of this, and you've got an athlete. So you've got the athlete, and this is a women's soccer player who is a, uh, she does very well in school as part of the Kelly School of Business, uh, like high honors student, so she's smarter than hell. And this is what, uh, like if I was going to put together a committee of people that I really wanted their input as to who I was supposed to hire into a position like athletic director, all right, how would I assemble those people and, and those pieces that are supposed to be in those meetings? It would not be in this way. What would happen if, if I were the president of Indiana University and I was trying to just get people in a room and have them, you know, scream their uh, contribution to the hiring process and feel like they were invested in it, and, uh, but I gave it no weight, I would do it exactly like this. This is precisely what I would do, forming a sham committee with donors, administrators, coaches who are going to have to ultimately answer to this athletic director, and an athlete. For the love of God, what would an athlete, even the smartest athlete in the world, if you took, let's say you took Bill Bradley, certified genius, right, Uh, wound up to serve in the U.S. Senate, played uh, basketball at an incredibly high level at Princeton, and then with the New York Knicks. All right, Bill Bradley, as part of this committee, when he was 22 years old, would not have known his ass from third base. You know why? Because he has no idea or had no idea when he was that age what it's like to lead, how the responsibility weighs on a person. Because what you are doing when you lead, when you manage people, you are responsible for them doing their jobs at a high enough level that they get to maintain their livelihood. They have to be challenged. They have to be held accountable. But they can't be marginalized. There, there is a balancing act to management that needs to be respected. And until you serve in a role as a manager, you have no idea what that's like. So you have no idea what kind of personality traits would go into a manager that you hire into a role like athletic director at Indiana University. This soccer player, I'm sure she's a wonderful human being, and maybe in 25, 30 years, she's going to be a candidate to be the athletic director at Indiana. But right now, she has absolutely no business whatsoever being tasked with offering insight and perspective as to who the next athletic director should be. None. Zero. Donut. The coaches, three coaches. You're really going to ask these people to sit in there and try to be unbiased as they take part in the selection of the person to whom they're going to report? That's absurd. Donors? You know what? With the donors, at least in some cases, they earned their money. And they have managed. So you've got people who've kind of been a part of doing something 
that's a little bit relevant to what Indiana needs in an athletic director and the administrators, for the love of God. If you're not just, you're throw them into a room and hope they kill time with, without causing the university any kind of liability. That's what you hope for with administrators. So what, who's going to listen to these people? I don't think anybody. So I don't mind that the, the committee has been impaneled. That doesn't bother me. What needs to happen, they need to, and this is kind of the same process that they used when they selected Fred. They had the same guy who was chairing the committee. You've got the same university president. They found Fred Glass. Fred wound up being the right dude. Fred wound up being the guy who put things back on track at a university where the athletic directors prior to him were a complete train wreck. Awful. Clarence Doniger. Yikes. Right? That McNeely guy who spent a half million dollars redesigning, reconfiguring, redecorating his office, and then Rick Greenspan. Huh? How? The, the people who hired Rick Greenspan, I hope they have nothing to do with this process whatsoever. At least we've got a president who was smart enough to fire Rick Greenspan as the guy who's going to make this hire for the successor of Fred Glass. Fred's done a wonderful job. We found out today that the athletic department, they have reached the $215 million threshold for their latest round of fundraising. That is a huge amount of money. It's a record-setting amount of money. So from a fundraising perspective, facilities perspective, uh, winning perspective in football and a bunch of other sports minus basketball, Fred Glass has been absolutely aces and the train is rolling down the track, and it's rolling down the track so strongly that it doesn't really matter, or it won't matter for a bit, who the athletic director is. Because this thing, the momentum of this thing, is so positive moving forward that it's going to take a year and a half, two years, for the new athletic director to do anything so fundamentally wrong that it would slow this train down. That is the, that's the evidence of great management. When the manager steps aside, new person comes in, you don't even notice that there's been a change for a good period of time. That tells you the strength of the management, and it tells you the strength of Fred Glass. So that's Indiana, and that's why Indiana fans, we need to take a deep breath. Let's all do it together. (sighs) And understand that this committee is nothing more than a sham and granted a waste of the people's time who are a part of it. And you know what? I got to tell you the truth. Maybe that's not true, but it makes me feel better to think that it is. So I'm going to go ahead and think that it is. Even if I'm wrong, I feel better about Indiana University athletics if these 14 people just sit in a room and yelp at each other for uh, you know four or five meetings, meet with some people, and then call it a day and have no effect ultimately whatsoever on who the, uh, the successor to Glass is. Just makes me feel better about things. It makes me feel better to find the plausible answer that makes the most sense, and that's what this is. All right, tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent on Facebook Live at 8 o'clock straight up. Great one today, by the way. And then immediately thereafter, you know what we're doing? We're doing it again on Periscope Live, which is accessible both on Periscope, obviously, and on my Twitter feed, at Kent Sterling. So there you go. 
We're talking about sports, nothing but sports. We do it all day long. I can't wait to share with you what I think is going to come up this weekend, especially with the Colts-Panthers game this Sunday. I am not optimistic about the Indianapolis Colts this Sunday. I'm not. They've lost a bunch of games in a row. They started 5-2. and two. Now, what are they? They're 6-8. and eight. You do the math. They've lost six of their last seven. Is that going to stop? I'll tell you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent. That's the way it is. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. 317-849-2933. And the, uh, the publishers, which is actually me, of Oops! The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures, written by me and available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, uh, Goodreads.com, all over the place. The audiobook, the ebook which you can have delivered immediately, it's all electronic, or the hardback, you're going to have a tough time getting it by Christmas, but that's okay, because this reads well anytime, the perfect gift. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Join me. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.